So we are talking about the trial desiderata. That's the three things that come together to make worship complete. So God instituted this. So, Chris, when you are going to say you are going to worship, you have to carry a sacrifice. And you take that sacrifice into the temple. Now, when you get to the temple, you give it to a priest. And the priest will slaughter it, burn it, and offer it on your behalf. So, if there's no priest, the worship to God won't be complete. There's no sacrifice, won't be complete. If there's no temple, where would you do it? So, these three things will always have to be present. Now, Jesus as a person, God brought him to us to fulfill those three things. And that is why right now you come here, you don't go to Jerusalem. That is why you be in your house and you will still be able to communicate to God. Because Jesus has fulfilled that requirement. So first, we are talking about the temple. Andy, what is the scripture that shows that Jesus is the temple? Jesus or us? Yes. He was having a conversation with the Pharisees. With the Pharisees. And he said that what? Tear this temple down, and in three days I will raise it. And the Jews got what? Man! Look! It took our fathers 46 years to build this temple. And you are telling us that we should break it. And the Bible said that. But they didn't know. He was talking about what? The temple of his body. Which is what? And where would you find that? Yeah, where is the scripture? John. John chapter 4. Come down. Three. Come down. Two. Yes. John two. John two nineteen. So somebody should read it. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. John two nineteen. Go in. Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Go on. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building. And will you read it up in three days? But he spoke of the temple of his body. Yes. So now, out of the three requirements that we desire, God brought Jesus to fulfill the first one. So Jesus' body was the temple. Requirement number one. Requirement number two. Sacrifice. Somebody should help me out. You are in trouble because you are very close to me. And unfortunately you were there, so. <laughs> Requirement number two is the sacrifice. Where can we 
listen to the get word. scripture to support that Jesus is the sacrifice. Auntie Debbie, you were there. I don't remember Auntie Debbie. Jesus is the sacrifice. Angie, you were there. Stalin, you were there. Albert was there, yeah, Albert. Okay, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Listen, this teaching was given to us by Chairman. He gave it a long, it was a long teaching. And this was the last part of his teaching. And I have soaked that teaching. And so as I move around, I'm so confident. I'm so much confident. I'm so, I'm so much confident. And that teachings, I have divided it into three. So we'll be going through it. I have the opportunity, we will take, we'll take one. So, now, the second one is the sacrifice. Hebrews chapter 10. That's four and five, really. I'll put it there. Oh yeah, I can't get the mic. Hebrews chapter 10, that's four and five. Okay. For well, it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Five. Why, when, why, when he comes into the world, he said, "Sacrifice and offerings you would not." So he said, when he came to the world, he said, "Who said?" Jesus. Jesus said, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Sacrifice and offering you would not, mm-hmm. but a body have you prepared me. But a body have you prepared me? Whose body has been prepared? His body. Jesus. Go on. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have had no pleasure. Mm-hmm. Then said I, See, I come in the volume of the book of it is writ- written of me mm-hmm. to do your will, O God. And above, uh, above, when he said, Sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and offering for sin, you would not, neither had pleasure therein, mm-hmm. which are offered, offered by the law. Mm-hmm. Then said he, See, I come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first. So he took away the first, which is the first sacrifice of the bulls and the goats and the pigeons and then the cows and anything that was sacrificed. He, Jesus took it away. Mm-hmm. That he may establish the second. That he may establish the second. That is the sacrifice, the body that his father has prepared. That is Jesus himself, his body. So, because Jesus is dying, that is why we have this. Thing. And that is why. You didn't bring no bull this morning. Else we would have brought a bull, and I don't think you have money to buy the bull. Yes. You didn't have had the money, and then you will always be sad. I want to give money to buy this before I say to the
Read Hebrews 4.15 first. Hebrews 4.15. For we have not a, an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. The writer is saying that we have a high priest, but that high priest is not the type who cannot feel our weaknesses, our infirmities. He's not the type of high priest. For instance, me, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an elder. But to be honest with you, if you are feeling any, then I, maybe you cannot, I wouldn't feel it the way you feel it. When pastor comes to stand here and he's preaching and he's telling you, yes, you are listening to the word of God, but there's a lot of weaknesses and infirmities in you. There's no way pastor will feel it the way you feel it. No. You can mention some of the men of God, renowned men of God. Nobody can actually feel the type of feeling that you feel, the infirmity that you have. Nobody. It doesn't matter whoever. Not even Paul himself. Go on. But, <laughs> no, but, yeah, but, but was in all was points, all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Who is he talking about? Jesus. Jesus. So he's telling that Jesus is a type of high priest, but his high priesthood is so much amazing. You know, there's so it's so much amazing that there's no way, there's no way that he wouldn't feel your infirmities. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 10 and read from the 19. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into holiest by the blood of Jesus. So how do we enter the holy place? Blood of Jesus. Are you sure? Yeah. No, you don't enter there by the blood of Jesus. You enter there by giving an offering to me, the presiding owner. Nope. You enter there by going to Jerusalem to bring the water of Jordan. You want to go to Holies of Holies. You need River Jordan. So next year, the church is organizing a trip to um, Jerusalem, and I'm trying to see to the Hobo. And I'm coming, I'll bring you Jordan, River Jordan. You put the hose. So anytime you want to go to a holy place, you go and then you speak some of the holy people. This is with my daughter. And then I will bring what you and I will sell it to you. Come and sell this river Jordan. Small bottle, thousand dollars. You don't need that. You don't need Jesus 
have satisfied the three requirements. So we go. Priscilla, you gave her this scripture. What is the scripture that you gave us that shows that if Jesus is a temple, is a sacrifice, and he is the, the, um, the high priest, then we, we, are, we, we, we also satisfy those three things. We still hear we preach and we give us our scripture. No. Then we should come, we should come boldly to the presence of God. Okay. Even if Priscilla has forgotten, somebody should tell us. Andy. It's about the one that says, let us come boldly to the presence of God, right? Not that one. There's a scripture in the Bible that tells us that if Jesus is the three temples, then we are also, we can deduce. Exactly. Just as he is now, so are we. And where is that? It's the whole scripture. First John. First John 2 17. First John chapter 4, verse 17. The B part. Let's read it. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Touch another and said, You are like Jesus. You are like, you are like Jesus. Jesus. You are just you are like, like Jesus. Jesus. You are like Jesus. You are like Jesus. You are like what? Jesus. You are you are like Jesus. In every way, you are like Jesus. In every way, in every form, you are like Jesus. So, if just as Jesus was in this world, so I am in this world, then I am also what? Powerful. A temple, a sacrifice, and a priest. Yeah, so if I am, then you cannot bulldoze me with your spirituality. You cannot. Unless maybe I don't know that I am I'm also the same person. Because you are a temple, a sacrifice, and a priest. She is a temple, a sacrifice, and a priest. So how can you use your spirituality to bulldoze her? No, unless she doesn't know. Andy, this question goes to me. What scripture Confirms that indeed we are in the temple. We are a temple. Ephesians. No. First mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Let's read it. I read from the 18. Now your electronic is even slow. The side that has finished the it, you are still going to electronic again. 18. Flee fornication. Everything that a man does is without the body. So what he's saying is that if I steal from Pani, it doesn't affect my body. No, I've stolen and it's a sin. It doesn't affect the body. If I kick you out, I've sinned. It is not against my body. But he that commits fornication sins against his own body. So if you commit fornication, you are sinning against this but so you are doing your own self. Hmm. 
And that is why the enemy wants to always harm us. And so he always wants to push point for his last. Because you know that's what's going to harm your soul, harm your spirit, harm you. 19. What? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye of your own? So the body as a temple is there to be inhabited by the Holy Spirit. Remember, in the early days, the Ark of the Covenant was in the holy place, and the Ark of the Covenant signified the presence of God with the people. So you too, now your body is there, so the Holy Spirit is inhabiting your body. So if the Holy Spirit is inhabiting your body, listen to his name, Holy Spirit. If I'm to have the opportunity to get the Queen of England or Trump and a his body, to come to my house to spend the night. Oh my God. I'll have to clear everything, make sure everything night needs this. The queen is coming. Make everything new. Because I don't wanna host her in that filthy place with nieces, shoes here, and this here, and Gucci's are here. <laughs> Just conflicting her words like that. 
Somebody should, who can give it to me verbatim? Yes, then you pick it up. God, blah, blah, blah. That's not sacrifice. He doesn't need that lips. Everybody can give words. We can come here and then we are doing worship. And then uh, uh, the drums will be going fine. And our back will be doing it nice. And, and I will be on the guitar and playing them. And then the, we get some, we set some atmosphere here. Let's charge and then we making empty noise. Empty noise. And then when we close from church, we say, wow, church has gone today. Who told church was going today? This wasn't good. Because you've messed up your temple. You've messed up your sacrifice. You don't have anything to offer worship unto God. That is why the Bible says that all that you got to do is what? Lips. Lips. But your heart is what? Far away from me. Beloved, it is very, very crucial. When we think about this here, if we think about this here, it's something that that's why Paul said we should do this in remembrance. So that when we remember, then we'll be like, God, please. And then we make amends. We make amends. And then we make amends. And then we make amends. So that when you come to church and I bring my temple and my sacrifice, you bring your temple and your sacrifice. Everybody brings his temple and his sacrifice. And we all have made that we are presented in that pristine status for God. I am telling you, there will be no drums, no keyboard, nothing. Nothing. 
and they just lift a soul with our voices horrible. And God will be sitting up. That is a sacrifice that he will accept. Let's finish the third one because we have third things to do. The third one. What's the third requirement? Priest. That one, everybody can give me, anybody here should be able to tell me where the Bible tells us that we are a priest. First Peter. First Peter, chapter. Chapter 2. 2, verse 9. What does it say? We are a chosen generation. You are a chosen generation. Let's go. A royal priest. But he are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. You see the holiness has appeared here again. A peculiar people. You, 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 as you go, you are a dangerous person and you don't even know. So a royal priesthood. So as you stay here, you are a priest. You are a priest. So will you satisfy the free desiderata that Jesus came to satisfy? So know that you are a priest. So if I am a temple and I'm a priest and I say I have a sacrifice, then everywhere I go, I cannot. I have the three requirements that is needed to worship God. Everywhere you go. So when you're in the past, you have to know that you are complete to worship God. When you are even in the classroom, you have to know that you are complete to worship God. To commune with God. I remember I had an interview, and that interview was going bad. And as the interview was going, I started communicating. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you. Take control. Take control. Holy Spirit, take control. Helen, bring your head for a knock. Hurry up. Get up for a knock. I don't want to come there. Come for a knock. Well, I found there. I don't want to come there myself. And I'll tell you why. Okay? So, as I was having the interview, then I communicated with God. At that time, I wouldn't have chance to go to Jerusalem for God to come in, because he was talking. Okay? For God to, to come in. And so, at any particular point that you can call on God, any particular point, any time, everywhere, you can call on God. There is an account in the book of John, between Jesus and the woman by the wall. Stalin, give me first part of that conversation that you had. John asked her to give him, Jesus asked to give him water. Mm-hmm. And she replied that, you know, that who are, who are you to ask a Jew mm-hmm. to give you water to drink? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and he said, if you only know who I am, uh-huh. I will give you living water. Living water. And then, Continue with the with the with the episode. It's like, and what happened? What ensued after that? Well, she's like she he's asking. No, she asked about the living water. She said, "That was we finished with that. We finished with that place. What ensued after that?" Yes, if Jesus started talking about her secret, but, but something came in before they started talking about the secret. Yes. No, before she that, said, that's some, that, yes. She 
She said that the Jews worship on the mountain. Yes, she started introducing traditions. Uh, do you, you, you Jews says what you worship in Jerusalem? We say worship, worship in uh, Samaria and what, 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 uh, on the mountains and why it You know? And Jesus wanted to settle down. So listen, it's no longer about what? Jerusalem or the mountains or on some cave or something. No, it's no longer about that. But continue, Andy. The true believers worship in Yes, a time is coming and now is. That the true believers must do what? Worship in spirit and truth. In spirit and what? In truth. So it is not there's no there's not be argument. Uh, you have to go to Jerusalem, you have to go here, you have to go to uh Brooklyn Technical, you have to go to uh TDJ's brother's house, you have to go to you don't it doesn't matter. The thing is that it's whatever they people are doing over are they are those worshippers, are they doing it in spirit and in truth? So me, I don't get big goddess and facilities. That doesn't impress me. Because the devil can give you money to put up a temple. But the question is, is, is what they are doing, is it in spirit and in truth? And that is why, yes, I was selling a fear in the only when I was growing up in the church of Pentecost. We didn't have these days. Hey, if you had these, those days, what? I'm telling you, this is that we think that is nothing. Those days, because we were worshiping under trees with dust. I'm telling you, I tell about this plain dust. And then we dancing in the dust. And within the dust that we're dancing, the Holy Spirit was manifesting. People were walking, the blood is seeing. Meanwhile, there are some big churches, there were some big churches in Ghana with temples, nice, beautiful, keyboard, everything. The Holy Spirit was so manifesting. So people were leaving those temples to come and worship under the trees. And it's not because anything. Is because the church, when they started the church, Michael and his people made sure that you present this body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. To make you a complete temple, a complete one sacrifice. So that anywhere you stand and you are doing it, God will manifest. In truth and in spirit. In truth and in spirit. We can make noise. When the army was teaching, he said something. He said, when they brought the Ark of Covenant into the temple, they were celebrating and they would be happy. And nobody knew that the certain things were not in the Ark. So they had to open it. And they realized that there was one thing that was missing. That is the, the law, the, uh, the tablet. So you see, the three things that were in there to make it complete, there's not one even there. And the law was the one that was set as a guide to the people of God to walk. But it wasn't there. The thing that was supposed to guide them was missing. And nobody knew it. So as they were making noise and stuff like that, it was empty water. Empty noise they were making. In our time, what is our guide? The word of God. Yeah, the Bible. But there's one thing more to also the, uh, the guide. Who guides us every time? Who's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our guide. So if you're going, you say, is it my son? 
it with us. Then we can make noise. So we can come and then we make noise and jump and dance. But the Holy Spirit is not even in it. In that case, it is equivalent to any um, concert. We better, we better go good call Jay-Z to meet us in Galilee. So beloved, it is not about the things, but it's about the basics, which has to be satisfied. And when the basis is satisfied, it's solid. I am telling you, Danny, you will you will stay in that bedroom with Annalisa, uh, 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 not Annalisa, Condoleezza, and and Caleb, and then uh, and Jason going about making noise. But you will be there and the Holy Spirit will be fellowshiping with you. Because the three things you have, the temple, the sacrifice, and the priest you have. And even with that noise that they are making, because the temple is clean, the sacrifice is without blemish, and you are a high priest who is supervising the worship, the Holy Spirit will come in with you. In that noise. In that noise. Beloved, it is about time we stopped thinking that some prophet of God will have to come and, and uh, touch us and then for us to have some fall and stand before God was accepted. No, it's a lie. It's because, Andy, you yourself, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. And so because you're not doing what, what is expected of you, then you want a shortcut. You are what? A temple? Our scripture, the same first Peter chapter 2. We are reading from verse 4 and 5. Or let's read yeah, the 4 and 5 or the 5. Four. First Peter chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. To whom coming as to a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also as living. Hold on. So now, listen very carefully. Listen very carefully here. You also. You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house. A spiritual what? House. A spiritual house. And what is the house? And holy priest. No, hold on. I'm asking a question. What is the house he's talking about? Your body. Yes, your body. So one, it has appeared here. Go on, man. And holy priesthood. A holy one. Priesthood. A holy one. Priesthood. So it has also what? Go on, yeah. To offer up spiritual sacrifices. To offer what? Spiritual sacrifice. To offer what? Spiritual sacrifices. So the three the in this one scripture. So we live in God is a holy church, a holy temple, a holy building. Okay? Then, at the same time, we are also what? Priests. And the requirement is to offer what? Spiritual. It's not just any sacrifice. So, you think that you are offering some sacrifices, but ask yourself, is my sacrifice spiritual? If we say we have we want to Possess the nations, beloved. We have to be an attractive church. 
We have to be an attractive church. And the only way we'll be, we'll be attractive is when the glory of the Holy Spirit is hovering around us. Then he will attract. He will attract. It is, it is, it is my desiderato that we will present our bodies as true temples, true sacrifices, and true priests. So that the glory of God will abide with each and every one of us. That in your school, in your school, people will know that there's something different about this man, this guy. That people will start coming to you for wisdom, for direction, and think that you'll be able to introduce Christ to them. There is an expectation on us. And God is expecting us to meet this. And He has even given us all that we need in order to satisfy that requirement. The question is are you ready to accept it? Are you ready or not? Are you ready to do it or not? Are you ready to say, you know what? I am going to present my body as a living sacrifice. No, I will present it. Are you ready? Are you really, really ready? If you are really ready, then God will help you. And the question, please lead us to.